I think I'm going to have to edit this one a little bit. <laughs> We've been recording. And I, we have been. I, We're a solid minute and a half in. Oh, right. geez. This is, this is getting just increasingly uncomfortable. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Nerd Critic, a deep dive into big movies from the dual perspective of critical nerdiness. My name is Jordan. And I am CJ. Jordan here is our studied and credentialed critic. CJ is our resident nerd wearing his awesome bird shirt. Yes, it's not very it's not very nerdy, but it is a bird shirt. It is, it, and we know what bird shirts. We know the significance of bird shirts. For Winston yes. from New Girl, yes, yes, nailed it. Bird shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I'll I'll go with that. Yep. This uh, it, it is a pop culture reference because of Winston and a lot okay of Winston love in one of our recent episodes. Uh, it's true because yeah. he was in the movie yesterday. He was in the movie yesterday. Uh, I'm also wearing a, a Flash shirt underneath uh, a DC belt. And Captain America socks. They're not actually Captain America socks. They're just America socks. But, you know, why Good not enough. claim it? Good enough. Why not yeah. claim it? And, w- and if you took off your outer layer, you would you would then be flashing me your wow. flash shirt. Indeed I would. <laughs> uh, I just listened to a recording about dad jokes. <laughs> you hush up now. <laughs> All right, CJ. Uh, we are going going to be talking about The Lion King today. We are. As everyone should know because it's in the episode title. But before we do, there's some important stuff that we would like to... Actually, two important stuffs. Yeah. Two very important stuffs. Yeah, which one do we start with? Okay, let's start with the... Let's start with... Let's start with our thing first. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, so let's see if I can cover all of it really fast so that we don't waste a lot of time with the giant pitch. Okay. Okay. On Himalaya, we are starting, or have officially started by now. We have officially started. The Nerd Critic Premium? Nerd Critic Support? I actually don't know what it's called, but it's basically oh, a yeah. premium, a premium service on Himalaya, which basically means we're releasing more content. And earlier and better. Yep. To people who want to give us a couple bucks a month. Yeah, uh, it's really not... which could be you. It it could be you. But wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, no, it's just uh, it's a it's a couple bucks a month. Um, I think it's officially a few bucks a month. I think that's how you d- define it. Right? Uh, I feel like there's an argument to be had here okay. that I that I have had with my wife several times <laughs> about the difference between the words a couple and a, couple a, few. And a few. Okay. Um, well, well, the 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 price is two ninety nine, which is awkward because it's kind of like well three bucks, but it's but it's two, so that's where the couple, couple comes from. But then and then three, a lot of cents. But then three <laughs> is not like. A few, three sure. is like a few technically, or I would say three is a few, but my wife would actually say it's not. She's well, like, it's I like would, a couple. I would say three is a few. You would say three is a few? I think I might say three is a few, okay. but I'm thrown off <laughs> because it's two ninety nine, and not like three something. Yeah, it's uh, it's two ninety nine. Uh, it's and what do you get? What do you get? Uh, what you get? You ready for this? I'm ready. <clears throat> you get uh, one one. You get uh, the episodes two days early. That's pretty. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So uh, both the OTS episodes, the off-the-shelf episodes, and the like, the the main theatrical release episodes, you will get two days early. You will also get what we're calling nerd critic nonsense, <laughs> which we're pretty excited about. I'm really excited about. <laughs> once we once we settled on that name, I got pretty excited about it. <laughs> Uh, but you, believe it or not, there are some conversations that we record that don't make it into the episode because they're so random. We're talking stuff from like, 
why don't sidekicks have their own movies and um, why bicycle helmets are a terrible wow. <laughs> plague in society. Oh, that's overselling. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> and the everything point, in between. The point is, we're talking about deep cuts here. <laughs> Pretty deep cuts. But it's but it's like really enjoyable stuff, I think. Uh, well, yeah. I, I hope I mean, so. We never, we never aren't entertaining. <laughs> I disagree. Have you listened to our Iron Man episode? I love our Iron Man episode. <laughs> that might be my favorite of our episodes. <laughs> you can hear us chewing cake in that episode. Oh, and it just went off the rails. Oh, my oh, gosh. Good stuff. And it just uh, anyway, what else better. What else do you get? Okay, so you get the early episodes. You get the nerd critic nonsense. Um, one thing that isn't super relevant right now but will become relevant soon is that there will never be any ads on the episodes that mm-hmm. you get as a premium member. Like, you never will have to worry about ads. At one point, we are going to have ads on this show. Yeah, it's what you do, you know? It's what you do. It's what That's like the evolution of podcasts. Yeah. You, you end up putting ads in because... Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. Anyway, so we're going to do that, and all the chumps who aren't members are going to have to listen to our ads. True, true. And that's, you know what? Too bad. You, all... you, you had a way out. We're I... telling you what it is. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's not going to go away. So even even if you're listening to this in the future and there's ads, you still have a way yeah. out. Yeah, you so still have a way you out. You still have a way we're out. We're always holding that door open. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you also, in addition, there's going to be some goodies and some giveaways and some just extra stuff. perks. Just stuff. Um, yeah. And then the last thing, last and certainly not least. It better not be least because it's going to take a lot of effort. Nerd Critic Live, Yeah, y'all. baby. <laughs> and at some point, at some point, there will be like in-person events that are that, that we invite the, uh, the supporters to exclusively or first. But up until that point, there will be essentially just uh, digitally mediated real-time conversations, hangouts, whatever, which we're kind of figuring out the technical details, but it's going to be cool. We basically have most of those components put together, which means that Nerd, that nerd Critic, <laughs> yes, Nerd Critic, <laughs> CJ and I are going to be just like hanging out with whoever yeah. is a supporter and wants to join us once a month. Heck yeah. And we'll record that stuff and put it on the on the in the premium service or whatever so that if you didn't get to make it but you're a pr- your supporter and you want to listen to all the whatever shenanigans then <laughs> the y- then you can do that later you but you can't if you're not a member. Yeah. So you're not invited. <laughs> uh, you have to do a very specific thing to be friends with us. That's what we're trying yeah, to say. Basically, you have yeah. to give us money. You- <laughs> <laughs> we are you not to- <laughs> interested in friends who do not give us money, <laughs> which is not interested. Uh, no, we are. If you're listening at all, thank you. Yeah, but no, seriously. money's money's good too. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I I think. Yeah. So was- Himalaya, Himalaya is where it's at. Himalaya. Go listen on Himalaya. It's real easy to become a supporter. Yeah. If, right you're on, there. if you're on web, Himalaya.com. Yep. Uh, if you're on uh, a phone, a then device. there's an app. Yeah. A device. Yeah, there's an app, and it works H-I-M-A-L-A-Y. really well. Yes. No. H-I-M-A-L-A-Y. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I always forget the A. I, know. I often forget the A when I'm typing it into the browser. Yeah, but if you follow it up with podcasts, it always knows what you're saying. That's true. So it's great. I have literally, like an old man, <laughs> have typed out Himalay.com. <laughs> I have done that. That is a thing that I have done in my life. Where does life. it take you? To nothing. Nothing. It doesn't mm. exist. Ah. Yeah. Well. It depends on the browser. The browser has different ways of communicating That's to you true. that you're an idiot and don't deserve to be using <laughs> That's it. That's true. It does. 
yeah. So anyway, that is uh, that's the the big news that we've kind of been building up to. Let's be cool and call it Nerd Critic Plus. Nerd. <sighs> I hate it. I hate it already. What about Nerd Critic Max? Nerd Critic Max. <laughs> I'll yes. I'll sure. Take it. All right. Nerd cool. Critic to the max. <laughs> to the will be in parentheses. <laughs> to the max. Nerd Critic to the max. It's terrible. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> uh, anyway, the second thing that we wanted to get to, okay, I'm I'm all ears. Was a very eventful weekend of mine, if you will. Uh, I be- will because this last weekend was the 2019 San Diego Comic Con. Boom. Uh, and if you don't know, <laughs> that's a big deal for people who it's like a comic big books. deal. <laughs> all right. That is uh, that is where a lot of the significant announcements are made, and I dare say that Marvel made some significant announcements. We're talking a like the Phase Four slate. They're doing TV stuff for Disney Plus. There's going to be a Falcon Winter Soldier uh, uh, TV show. There's going to be a Hawkeye TV show. There's going to be a Wanda and Vision TV show. Uh, they're all going to connect to the MCU. There's going to be uh, Doctor Strange 2 is going to have Scarlet Witch in it. They announced so many things, but my favorite, the thing that I like lost it. I, I think my wife actually recorded me reacting to it. And that is Mahershala Ali, who we love, who was in Green Book. He was in Alita Battle Angel. He was in Moonlight. Uh, he's, he's in, he's the bad guy in the, in Luke Cage. Mahershala Ali is going to be playing Blade. I know. I know. <laughs> Super exciting. So for those, there was a Blade trilogy with Wesley Snipes back in the day. Uh, he is a Marvel comic book character. He is a vampire that hunts vampires. I know it feels like he doesn't fit, but that's what people <laughs> said about Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's great. So, Blade. I'm really, really, really excited about. Me freaking too. Me freaking too. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just like lots of stuff to be excited about. Um, so Rachel Weiss is going to be in the Black Widow movie. Yeah. I mean, there's just something there's... to geek out about a little bit <laughs> right there. The Eternals. Um, there's uh, Shang. I think it's called Shang-Chi. Yes. Uh, that I mean, there's so many things. Marvel is still going strong uh, and I'm really excited about it. Oh my gosh, I I very much am too. There's uh, this is embarrassing. There was something, I mean, other than I mean, can we just talk about the oh 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 oh? I remember <laughs> it hit you. Okay, so first of all, the two things that I geeked out the most about are the just honestly the title and the genre of the next Doctor Strange movie. The title being Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and yeah. it being the first Marvel horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, I'll I'm go see that. that. Yeah. I'll go see that. I will. I mean, I'll see all the Marvel movies because it's like kind of my job, but also. I'm really going to go I'm going to really enjoy <laughs> seeing that. Uh, and then, like, I mean. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen you like this before. Natalie Portman <laughs> oh, is yeah. Thor? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. That's so cool. And, I, like, I mean, just for for starters, Natalie Portman is amazing. Yeah, she and she's not like in enough stuff lately because she, you know, she had a baby and she's doing the mom thing and the totally. whole, whatever. For her to come back mm-hmm. and become Thor, 
is the best of all possible yeah, there, worlds. There was an interview. There was an interview with her, and she said, "No, they told me a while ago, so I've I've been hitting the gym." She, she like she's getting she's getting jacked for it. She better. Uh, cool cool little tidbit is that uh, Jane Foster in the comics becomes Thor, the female Thor, and she has a little fling with uh, with the Captain America version of Falcon. So I don't know if they're gonna go there. Oh boy! But it happens in the comics, so they're both. They're leading to both of those characters being in the MCU. So, but what happens to Thor? Thor? I don't know. No. How? No. no. You kind of oh. want Thor and Thor to be together now. Well, sure. <laughs> but also, also Loki. Also Loki getting his own movie, getting, uh, a TV show, a TV show, which is crazy. Yeah. I, Tom Hiddleston is awesome, amazing, and like the whole TV, a whole TV show, a whole TV Disney show. Plus is going to own the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are being rolled out. I know, a, like like a year or so. Let apart. me rephrase: two years from now, <laughs> Disney Plus will own the world. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know who? You know what's? You know what's? I found out today. What? Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye, just relaunched his singing career. What? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? No, that, I don't. That doesn't make any no. sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. Is he does, like a? Is he like a country music singer? Uh, he. It's is a it little like folksy, bluegrassy. Uh, no, it's it's a little. It's a like little pop. A little pop. rock pop. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't if you know if, I'm if you look up like Jeremy Renner Jeep commercials, he's like the new voice and face for Jeep. His right. music is in there. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's, I know it's weird to okay. say. I okay. know it is. But I mean, yeah. I I used How to have that? I used to have mad, mad, mad crush on Jeremy Renner. Um, and I think that his character in the MCU is boring mostly. Yeah. And so I have been kind of disappointed that that's like mostly what, where he's been. Yeah. I'm like, but I kind of want to see, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm back to like, you know, Hurt Locker, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. It was just a baller and a half. Yeah. Uh, and now, uh, he's just kind of like, so I would love to see more done with that character. Yeah. I'd love to see Jeremy Renner do more things just in general, just like to be like a more present person as an actor. I don't know about a musician. I I wasn't asking for it, but okay. (laughs) Sure. Anyway. Uh, well, should we talk about the movie that we, uh, that we were here to talk about? We certainly can do that. Okay. Yeah. Lion King. Lion King. So, the 2019's Lion King. <laughs> just, just, just to make sure yeah. we're all clear. We're not talking about the 1991. Uh oh. <laughs> when did it come out? 93, um, 92. Shoot, I, I'm going to say 94. But but I'm going to look it up. Ver- right here verify. Right now. Anyway, all right, all what right. I was going to say is uh, not much to spoil here. 94. What's up? 94. Nice. Nailed it. Nice. I was. How was I nine years old when this movie came? I feel like this movie's always. I feel like that movie's always been out. Like, yeah, nine, nine I feel like is... I grew up having it be in the world, but I guess I was wrong. Anyway, uh, let's just, just for a second, acknowledge that most of this episode will be spoiler-free because there's not much to spoil. Yeah, I mean, unless you haven't seen the movie from 1994. Yeah, if you haven't seen <laughs> 1994's Lion King, go watch it. Stop also, listening to this episode. Yeah, why? Go watch 1994's Lion King. Enjoy yourself, and if you want to come back and listen to this episode, great. But, like, if you've seen 1994's Lion King, there's not really not anything that we can spoil in this yeah. movie. So too true, too true. This is a spoiler-free episode by default. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I, it's 
I'm going to start the spoiler-free section, if you will. <laughs> sure. That's when that's that's what's next in this episode. Um, but because there's not much to spoil, it's just going to be kind of a general conversation about it. Uh, but well, I, go okay. ahead. Go well, ahead. I was going to say just uh, just just the quick notes about kind of who's behind this movie. So this is a Disney movie. Yes. As we know. Yes. This is what Disney's been doing. This is directed by John Favreau who also did The Jungle Book. Yes. And we did an episode on him last week that was very glowing, deservedly. Yeah. Um, and it was written by... Uh, it, it, it's, its screenplay is weird because it says that it was written by um, Jeff Nathanson, which is a terrible name. I'm sorry, Jeff. It's a bad <laughs> name. It's just a bad, bad name. You should get it changed. Anyway, um, this is... It's, it's, this movie is basically an exercise in adaptation, so it's hard to tell where the changes are yeah. or what he adapted because uh, it's, I mean, there are changes. There are things that he he's added. There's, it's a longer movie, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't feel different in terms of like, he didn't make any significant story or character changes. Um, I think there were probably some dialogue massaging and some joke punching upping yeah. um, for 2019 audiences or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there were, there were little changes that added little things, but it was, it was mainly the this same. This seems same like movie. the easiest screenwriting credit to get. Sure. In a person's <laughs> yeah. career. Yeah. Like you get handed the job and they're like, don't change pretty much anything. Yeah. But change so, something. Yeah. And you're so like, okay. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was, I was watching a, a video of John Favreau actually breaking down, uh, the opening sequence on, uh, YouTube. And he talked about, it was actually, he wanted to make this movie. So he made jungle book and he enjoyed how much he learned about visual effects and sure. animation. And so he took, he's like, I think that I could do lion King really cool. So he took it to Disney and pitched it and they said yes. And then he decided to do it. Now, what's interesting is that he actually, uh, he said that it, he's, he was worried when going into Jungle Book and then especially Lion King, he was worried about uh, recreating and remaking something that's obviously so beloved. And he mm-hmm. said the Lion King was an absolute significant step up because people remember the Lion King way more than they remember the Jungle Book. And it's a, it's a lot, it's a, it's deeply sown into people's childhoods more than the Jungle Book is. Yep. And he said the first thing that he did was that uh, for each one of these is that he said you want to you want to put in there the things that you remember about the movie. He said because he's like I was you know relatively young when I saw this and then and so it's it's been a little bit but there are very memorable things things that you see recreated things you see talked about things that are in montages these these Lion King moments that are that you remember. He said, so I went through the jungle book and that's what I did. And I wrote down about seven things. Uh, he said, he was like, it was the, you know, I want to be like you song. It was bare necessities. It was stuff like that. And he said, I kept some version of all of those very memorable things in the movie. Cause I, cause he, he wanted to make sure that it, you know, paid proper dues to its source. Um, and so, you know, in, in the jungle book, you have Baloo who kind of hums the bare necessities a little bit. And then they have, you have a full musical number for, I want to be like you, although it's drastically changed and a lot creepier. Uh, he kept the thing, the memorable things in the jungle book. He said the difference between the jungle book and the lion King was that I had seven things for the jungle book and I had literally pages for the lion King. He said, so all the time around every corner, there was something that we needed to keep in there. 
because it was memorable. And so, and that's kind of what I think ended up happening in it's the same movie. Yeah. It's, it's because the same movie. everything's memorable. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of makes you wonder if everything's memorable, should you remake it or is it good? But we'll talk about that. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about how awesome the cast is. Oh, man. Because if you're going to nerd out about anything, it's the cast. It's going to have to be the cast. Absolutely. So we've got uh, uh, Chuetel Ejiofor as Scar. No idea if you said that right. Are you no asking, idea. Are you waiting? I'm pretty, I'm, no, I'm oh, just okay. saying, I'm saying we've, that's that's one. <laughs> that's one. And he's great. <laughs> he is great. I love him. Yeah, I have never been disappointed yeah. by him. Yeah. Every single thing I've ever seen him in, I've just absolutely loved him. Yeah. Um, uh, John Oliver as Zazu. Great choice. Fantastic. Great choice. Just absolutely love it. We've got James Earl Jones returning as Mufasa's voice. Because. Naturally. Why, he's still alive. Why would you You do can't have else? anybody else do it. Absolutely. Obviously. Um. And then, uh, so just these are just the notable ones to me. People I already knew, obviously. Keegan Michael Key um, playing one of the hyenas, um, and uh, uh, and then we've got obviously uh, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner as P- Timon and Pumbaa, or P- Pumbaa and Timon. Uh, Billy Eichner is Timon. Yes. Seth Rogen is. Pumbaa. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You're all wrong. Uh, and they, I think they were so great. They were so great. They were, I, I love them. Timon and Pumbaa, for me, were the best part of this movie. Uh, yes. And then, and then, of course, um, obviously, you've got the uh, the heavy hitters. You've got yeah. Donald Glover and Beyonce as I mean, the adult versions of um, Simba um, Nala. Yes. Uh, Donald Glover, uh, aka. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Yeah. Who turns out as, I mean, it shouldn't surprise people, but if they haven't been following his musical career, this guy has such a good voice. Such a good voice. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know how, I don't, I don't, I don't know any other, I don't know that there's anyone else in all of the entertainment industry that is as broadly talented as Donald Glover. I, I don't know if there's anyone else in the entertainment industry that I want to sit down and have a conversation with more. Except for maybe John Favreau. Uh, <laughs> he, he's up there, but I'm, but I think, I think Don, Donald, Donald Glover, Glover I, I actually have written. I have written at least one, maybe two, very long blog posts for I, other I mean, for other publications it, about Donald Glover because he he astonishes he me just, so he's much. He's on a whole different level. I mean, he it's like he can do literally anything. He was so young when he started writing in the writers' room well, at Thirty, 30 Rock, Rock. Yeah, under I mean, Tina Fey's tutelage. And yeah, like, and, yeah, and then just and then Community, and then Atlanta. Atlanta and then, being the one of the most astonishing. Uh, sort of auteur, and I hate that word, but, like, it's hard to call it anything else because yeah. this guy's fingerprints are all over it, and it turns out to be magnificent yeah. and if then, you've seen it. It's just, it's, like, one of my top three favorite shows ever. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating here. I, this is true. Yeah. These are true I, things that I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. I believe you. Uh, yeah, and then his and then his music career, just Grammys and... Yeah. I mean, the, from, from the music videos to the songs, it's just strange. Stupid. He could rap. He could it's, sing. It's just. It's. He's nuts. got unbelievably good comic timing. Yeah. Um, and he turns out to be, if you've watched Atlanta, which you should, uh, <laughs> he is also an unbelievably good dramatic actor. And it, I just, I just don't know if there are other people yeah. that have as many 
somehow fully developed talents. Yeah. He's like 30-something. He's like 30 or like 31. Yeah, I don't he's, know. He's, really, he's like my yeah, age, basically. Uh, you you want to hear something kind of depressing? Basically, he just makes me feel really bad about myself. <laughs> there will always be those people that are just on a whole different level. I mean, not to bring in sports again, but people going in the NBA are like six years younger than I am, which is just terrible, making millions. Anyway, um, I, I, ah, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Talking about Donald Glover. We're talking about Atlanta. Talking, uh, I don't Sorry. remember. Okay. Well, one more thing I should say okay. is that at one point in my life, I helped write and develop a web series that never got produced. This is not important information other than <laughs> the idea behind the web series. And it wasn't my idea, but I thought it was really hilarious, which is why I agreed to like help write it. And then it didn't, didn't get produced. But uh, was Let's Kill James Franco. <laughs> and the whole premise was James Franco. And this is many years ago before like there was any controversy about him. Uh, the whole premise was James Franco's too cool. He makes all the other men look bad. <laughs> so let's kill him so that he doesn't exist anymore so that we can It'd appear be Donald better. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be it's Donald gotta Glover. Be. <laughs> it's got to be. Like if I was be. ever going to make a web series about killing somebody who makes the rest of us look bad, <laughs> it would him. have to be Donald Glover. Yeah. I, I remembered what I was going to say. Uh, a sad fact. Okay. Uh, he had made a deal with Fox to do a Deadpool cartoon. Oh, yeah. No, I heard about that. Uh, and then it got axed when yeah. it went over to Disney, which is a just a super it's, big bummer. Yeah, pretty pretty big bummer. Yeah. But, you know, the, the thing is, CJ, that this stuff, and you know this, you should know this better than anybody now. You're, you're, in, you're in there. You're in the offices. You know how this stuff works. There are a million billion... Amazing, amazing ideas from amazing, amazing people that just yeah. never see the light of day. People it's don't true. even hear about them. So the sad fact is that we heard about it. Yeah. You know? Uh, the the positive fact is that frees him up to do something else that's brilliant. Yeah. Because he's him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this isn't an episode on Donald Glover, although <laughs> that might be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's an episode on Lion King. Yeah. All right. So just – so a great cast. Um, stunning photorealistic animation – Really wonderful music, although it was overscored to the point of death, and I want to talk about that a little bit later um, because I think it'll actually be a pretty good, uh, a pretty good component. What am I trying to say? I think it'll, I think it'll augment our later conversation about cool. uh, about what's wrong with this movie. Oh, okay, all right. Um, but I don't know what else to nerd out about. Oh, I got some stuff to nerd out about. Please go for it. Um, and and you know it was, what it was I, so beautiful. I am I am actually gonna throw in a a uh, a spoiler disclaimer. Oh okay, an itty bitty one. So how, how much time should they skip if they want? Um, I don't know. Five minutes. Yeah, I skip ahead five minutes. Go, yeah, go and, and 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 even if you don't really care that much, there's really not that that big of spoilers at all. It might actually enrich your experience if you haven't seen it and you plan okay, so to don't don't stop listening anybody. okay, okay. Just don't stop listening. go ahead cj <laughs> uh so i i do want to say mm-hmm. that there that i did notice some slight changes slight to the point that one of them's not very slight the other three i have four of them the other three were so slight that you might have missed them if you didn't know the movie the original very go well it. go for but it. i was looking for them so Let's one uh young simba Okay. In the first movie, I felt like they were getting across the fact that young Simba was immature, that he was a kid. 
in in this in this one in 2019 live action or photorealistic animation, <laughs> um, it is it's it's almost it's a young it's an even younger Simba, and there was this little tiny scene that they added of um, like Mufasa is going to go stop some hyenas and Zazu is taking Simba back to the pride, and uh, Simba gets distracted by a beetle. And he just kind of tries to catch the beetle, tries to jump on it and pounce on it. Um, and then a, and then as he's doing that, that's when Scar sees him, starts the conversation, and then he brings up the elephant graveyard. Yep. That little tiny thing was at, like, it was added to. That, that, that little scene of him chasing that beetle in that way, for me, really drove home how young this version of Simba was. Yeah. So there was that difference. Uh, second one, which is the, the larger one... Uh, uh, Shenzi, who is the head hyena in -hmm. both movies. First of all, the other two Joker ones, they brought in two joking hyenas, but they weren't Ed and the other one that has an African name I can't remember. Um, but they, but they brought in Shenzi and Shenzi in the animated one is Whoopi Goldberg's character, uh, and is uh, kind of a joke. The hyenas in general are kind of a joke, and Scar comes in and manipulates them to do yep. his bidding. Yep. Uh, and this one, Shenzi is very like, kind of evil, very much kind of a, a co bad guy with Scar. Yeah. Very diabolical. Very uh, gets gets across the idea that she's very intelligent and very. Uh, like the war between the lions and the hyenas is more significant because of the gravity of this character, yeah. which they brushed over in the animated one. Uh, and then the second two are about Scar, who I think they probably made the most significant changes uh, uh, around. Uh, one tiny little word um, in the animated movie, Mufasa says, is that a challenge, right? Scar makes some s- comment about how he should be king or something. And Mufasa growls and said, is that a challenge? And Scar says, I wouldn't dare challenge you. In this one, he says, I wouldn't dare challenge you again. Which, that little word added quite a bit for Scar to me. Like, probably Mufasa was caused the Scar. Like yeah. the scar came from Mufasa, yeah. which adds a whole lot to a scar. Lot, a lot more, a lot more dimension there. Yeah, yeah. and then there was a, uh, and then there was a conversation between Scar and uh, and Sarabi when Scar is kind of eating a carcass and invites Sarabi to come eat with him, and he says, "You chose Mufasa over me," uh, which kind of adds this this love triangle element to Mufasa and Sarabi and Scar. And it honestly makes Scar even creepier. Cause it's not just like I'm killing my brother for the throne, but it's like I'm killing my brother for the throne and his wife or yeah. queen or, and then the, 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 li- <laughs> <yeah>. the lion <laughs> politics there get a little iffy, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, I think that it added a, a lot to, to scar. I think scar was a little more fleshed out and, and interesting in this Absolutely. one than he was in the animated one. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think that's a, a really fair statement. And I think that, that there is, it is to the movie's credit and it's to the script's credit that that stuff is in there. And that those changes, uh, generally speaking, were more positive. I think there were a few lines that I'm not sure were in the original that feel, felt a little bit on the nosey, like whereas the the original Lion King, um, I think 
gave a lot of credit to its audience, like mm-hmm. the, to not necessarily overstate things. Whereas in this film, I think they were maybe as they were, you know, as our, our, our boy, uh, you know, Jeff Nathanson, <laughs> uh, is going through and I don't know if it was him or if it was some executive or whatever was like, I don't know if this is clear enough. Let's add another line to make sure that everyone knows what's going on. It's like, well, if they didn't need it in the first one, sure. maybe they don't need it in yeah, this one. Yeah. Like in the, the moment, the, the the moment that I'm mainly thinking of, which is just like silly and it's totally nitpicky, but like, uh, anyway, it, 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 at the very end, like, it, um, there's the, there's the f- sort of final showdown. And at one point, she, at one point she's Nala says lions attack <clears throat> and it's just like come on like yeah of course they're gonna attack what like what else is gonna it happen was, and it was right after she said are you with me yeah, yeah. it's just like you, I mean really you're kind of pounding this into the ground here is sure. it because <laughs> is it because you want to just give more lines to Beyonce's incredible voice <laughs> like I get it, but like, oh, also, dude. it's not making her character seem better. Her voice, man. Her voice is incredible. It's, it's just butter. It, it's, ju- it's just it's, it's, it's all, grace it's all embodied kinds of things. in sound waves. Yeah, it's all kinds of things. Um, there are a few. There are a few line readings though that made me think. Um, I'm not sure how uh, this actually goes for a lot of the characters. I'm not sure how, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, familiar they are with voice acting. Mm. Um, and there were some. I think they're like. In general, I was actually really pleased with the voice acting. I, I, I thought that it was executed really well. I, we'll get into some of the other problems later that I think it kind of accentuated maybe any issues I had with certain line reads. But there was, a, I think, a couple of moments specifically with like Beyonce where I was like, "Are you? You, you haven't acted a lot. Like your yeah. your voice is amazing, and the way you're saying these lines is like overpowering. But also." I don't really believe your character yeah. right now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? but I noticed that you know, as well. It's, which is and, fine because yeah. what because what you get is you get her singing the songs, and so you're like, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'll do. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> to to be fair, I had I, I don't know if it was that element or the fact that I know Donald Glover so well, but there were times like when it switches over from young Simba to to adult Simba, yeah. that I was a little <laughs> whiplashed of like, that's not Simba, that's Childish Gambino. <laughs> um, His voice is very recognizable, but yeah. I think he did a fantastic job. Yeah, um, and. Maybe a little, and this is actually a comment that my wife made. We saw it together, and she, when she was kind of, she not complaining, but kind of like criticizing just a little bit of the voice acting component. She's like, I think that some of the actors, particularly Donald Glover, who is so good at understated performances, he's so good at just like letting the character sit with a thing and be in a scene and not like act it away or mm-hmm. act, you know, just like he's he's so good at throwing lines away in a really um, convincing way so that you feel. Uh, it feels genuine and authentic in his previous acting material. Whereas in this, it's, it is animated. Yeah. And um, on a certain level, too much sort of, uh, um, too much of that way, the, the sort of uh, the understated way is going to end up just not selling the line. Yeah. So there's a few moments where. Especially when you can't emote, like the lion can't show emotion. Which brings us to our biggest problem of the movie. Yeah. Should we talk about it? Uh, yeah, let's do. This is the wrong movie to make. Yeah. They, this movie should not have been made. It just, it just, I'm just like, I think that's the big takeaway for me is that this movie should not have been made. Yeah. And it's almost, and the thing that frustrates me is, um, so, uh, man, I have just so much to say. I'm sure I'm trying to like organize my thoughts a little bit. Um, because, uh, because the thing that I, the thing that I want to, the thing that I'm upset about the most is that this movie was made without the kind of care that they've taken that that Disney and 
other production companies and other studios have taken in developing um, unique properties. So this is this is an ambitious project. Yeah. This is a huge, expensive, complicated, clearly not risky, and that's the problem. Yeah. Undertaking and. But because it's so big and expensive and complicated, you would hope that they would take the same kind of care with it that other properties have taken. And the the specific example that I want to get across here is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is one of the best animated films I've ever seen. And one of the reasons it was so good is because they took a year to figure out what style of animation they wanted to use yeah. to make that movie. A year of testing different styles of animation just to pick the right style before they even actually did the movie and that clearly wasn't done here if if somebody had taken if somebody had just done like a scene or had, had like kind of started to i don't know some sort of proof of concept first i think that maybe somebody would have seen the problem and i actually think that the, one of the reasons that they that the movie is so hideously overscored is because in test screenings which for sure there were test screenings they noticed that people weren't emotionally reacting to anything. Mm. And so you had to sell you had to feed more and more and more emotional cues through the music because it was never going to come through those animals. And the and the problem is so so this is the big divide. Lion King is amazing. A lot of Disney's animation animated movies are amazing. And if not amazing in story or dialogue or writing, amazing in actual animated execution. There is immense talent in animators that has been developed over literally a hundred or more years yeah. to get to figure out how to create animated characters and have animated characters emote in a way that is accessible and interesting to human beings. Not to mention when you're talking Disney. Yes. There, there's no and one Disney, who, They are the experts. They've they been doing it the longest. They've been doing it the longest. Yeah. And if you go back and watch Lion King, it is a master class in animation. Mm -hmm. It is so beautiful. You take animals that look like the animals they are and you give them and you make that you anthropomorphize them in a way that makes them so relatable that you're like crying when Simba is like yelling out for his father, you Ugh. know, it's, yeah. it, and you feel that stuff because the emotion is so clear and strong in that animated style. They're so good at communicating that when you take a photorealistic animal and you give it dialogue and you cannot animate facial expressions because it's an animal and animals don't have human facial expressions. They don't. You can talk all day along about how maybe dogs do a little bit because they're, they're, we're basically symbiotes with dogs, yeah, but like, yeah. that's the only species, any other animal you, you, you look at or interact with or observe, they do not make facial expressions that we can understand. And so to, to, to have a, a whole movie with an, with a cast of characters that is entirely composed of character of, of, uh, of characters whose, whose avatars in the movie, we cannot emotionally connect to is a huge mistake. Yeah. So the whole time, the whole movie, I connected with nothing. I, I never felt any emotions. I was like, I was observing, I was like hearing, ooh, this is a good voice acting performance. These are really gorgeously rendered animals. These shots are beautiful and sweeping. This music sometimes is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when it's annoying because it's all over the place from the very beginning. So anyway, the last thing I wanted to say just in this rant is that, and one of the things that I find remarkable about, and, and seems to be a lot of evidence for what I'm saying, is that, um, so my wife and I went to this movie and we literally had the exact same impression part like midway through the movie. And we chose slightly different, slightly different words to explain it. Her words were, 
I felt like I was watching community theater with animals. Mm. Where, like, the animals thought, man, you know what movie's great? Lion King. We should do that. Sure. We should just do that movie. Let's do it. <laughs> Guys, we have all the characters. Let's let's put on a show. And so then they're, you know, they're like hitting their marks and they're saying their lines really well, but you don't but it just feels totally emotionally bereft. Mm-hmm. And for me, I use the word roadshow. It felt like a roadshow. Felt like a bunch of animals had gotten together to do a roadshow. It's a very bizarre experience watching this movie because it does not connect emotionally. Yeah. And I th- even though you know exactly what they're trying to do because you've seen it done before. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. So, and, yeah. And, and so why did it work? And I'm curious what your theory is here because I think, first of all, do you agree with me? I do agree with you. Second of all, why did it work in The Jungle Book? Because the, the emotional core of the movie was a human. Yeah, so I, that exactly. that was that was actually, I wrote down some, some notes and that was the first thing as, as I was thinking about like, because uh, you have John Favreau, a brilliant director, does comes in, does the Jungle Book, you know, very very similar photorealistic animation. Um, it's a Disney classic, uh, all of that, and yes, it's not quite as memorable as The Lion King and as significant as The Lion King, but still, it's the Jungle Book. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to figure out what the differences were, and. Uh, Mowgli is the huge difference. Where Mowgli is the difference. You you can you follow this kid and he can portray those emotions that are lacking in Lion King. Also, the existence of Mowgli in the Jungle Book means that the movie is fantasy. Mm-hmm. It means that this kid hanging out with panthers and wolves doesn't happen. And so you're, you kind of automatically dismiss and it kind of makes it a little more forgivable because it's fantasy. It's not real. It's, it's not something that, that, uh, that, that, that you're trying, that the movie is trying to tell me like, Hey, this could actually happen. It's like, no, this is a tale. And the Lion King lacked that component. Uh, it, it, I don't want to say it take it, it took itself too seriously, but there was a high drama. It's yeah, it's a high drama. And, and there's, there's no, if you throw a human in there or if the entire thing, if you made the lion King, but with people, that's a completely different. <laughs> you just, you just, you just, uh, let the cat out of the bag on my big suggestion for, oh. what, <laughs> for what, for what Disney will never do, which is to make the lion King within it cast of entirely, entirely human cast. And pretty much all the same story. Yeah. And have it be set in Africa and basically cast all the same That'd people. That'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. Just Absolutely. incredible. And they, uh, I think it's a huge missed opportunity. Um, and so all these animals, um, yeah. And it's interesting because in The Jungle Book, it works. It works because of Mowgli. And Mowgli actually turns that sort of weird weakness into a strength because the animals, you're, you were reminded, oh, the the prob- the central conflict of this movie is that he isn't an animal. Mm-hmm. And you see that so clearly because I am the audience as a human watching a human yeah. be raised by animals. And I'm like, oh, this is an issue because he's not like them. And the way that you can tell that he's not like them is that they're not human. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't emote like humans yeah. and they don't feel like humans. And also, 
the animals that he inter- some of the animal- animals that he interacts with are a little bit easier to engage with as a human being, like wolves and bears and bears. Yeah, and uh, well, I don't know about bears, but but monkeys. Well, so like, well, ba- I I think bears because they because they do kind of give, especially Baloo gives yeah. off this dog feel. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's true. And so the, and then the villain is a tiger that needs to get across one emotion, and a tiger can get across, which is menace, one emotion very well. Yes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. Which is actually, uh, you know, this is the 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 bits of the Lion King that were most effective were watching Scar sort of like look dead-eyed at people because yeah, you're like, totally. I, nope, yeah, I'm, I'm, I get it. I feel that. I, I feel like you're going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, I think the reason I was kind of drawn to Scar as a character was because of that reason. I was the most, I was the most invested in Scar. I was really, really interested in him. Um, and then Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. And Timon and Pumbaa because they were funny and light and and yeah. uh, and they I freaking love Billy Eichner and <sighs> so good and there and yeah it just it was uh, it was it was interesting for me to feel such an attachment to Scar, uh, be, and and it was this like. Kind of like why Darth Vader, every kid wants to be Darth Vader. He was like, Scar was kind of cool and creepy and menacing and intriguing when I didn't get that same intrigue with the other characters. Yeah. The thing that frustrates me about this movie, about about the fact that this movie was made, is that – so I'm I'm not the kind of person who uh, is going to be able to necessarily anticipate this problem. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not an animator. I'm not somebody who understands that medium so deeply – that I could have insight in advance. Yeah. So I went into this movie very excited, very excited, and even to the point of trying to ignore a lot of the critical sort of lukewarm responses um, from film critics, thinking, you know what? I I think I'm going to love it. I think film critics don't like it because it's not doing anything new, and that's fine with me because I love The Lion King and I just want to see a shot-for-shot remake. So I went into it determined to, to enjoy it and mm-hmm. to be impressed and in love with what was going on because I did not anticipate how impossible it would be for me to emotionally connect with photorealistic animals. Yeah. But animators should have known. Mm-hmm. And I think they did. And I think they didn't care. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the first movies, not they, not the animators, I think Disney didn't care. And I think this is one of the first movies I would point out and say, you know, you've got a whole team of artists from the top to the bottom who are doing their absolute best to make this the best it can be given the essentially the work order which the work order is make do a remake of the lion king but with photorealistic animals and that could not succeed that it just could not be any good no one is going to be going back to watch this movie instead of the original lion king yeah for fun on the weekend, the, like with their kids. The, the the thing is, though, there was one giant flaw in what you just said, which was, this cannot succeed. Well. Because there's executives at Disney <laughs> walking to the bank. Yes, no. Saying, no, no, so, it is, so it's succeeded. That's the, that's the most depressing thing for me, is that is that this movie was bonkers successful in its opening weekend. Um, I don't think it's going to have any legs. I mean, maybe, maybe it will because kids are going to be like, you know, they're going to be so excited about seeing animals on screen. I mean, this is, this is the, that's the gambit, right? The gambit is like, yeah, sure. We made this masterpiece in 1994 that was essentially like an almost perfect movie with that, that appealed to everybody. And that also made a ton of money. And also made a ton of money, but we probably can 
do the same. I mean, it's like this is there was no real reason to make this movie except for money. And I hate saying that because yeah. like there's not because because no filmmaker goes to make a movie just for for money. Nobody does that. Yeah. J- John Favreau is not going to going to make The Lion King just to get paid. He can do that in any number of ways. Yeah. Him and all the animators who worked for him and for the company, like they're all doing their best. They're not do they're not in it just to like get a paycheck. They're wanting to do the best job they can. But but the studio itself in this case like just did not care at all that this was like It's I mean it's it's diffi- it's a difficult thing because yeah. it's there's also John Favreau's never making a movie and hopes it doesn't make money. No, of course not. Right. So, th- so it is this. It is this. Uh, like, there's a certain level or uh, kind of once you get to a certain point in in movie making where you do have to look at Lion King and say, "Why is this a problem? Oh, we're not feeling emotion. It's still gonna make a lot of money. It's okay." Well, yeah. And yeah. so it's it's a really it's like a difficult. Balance where it feels like we're kind of throwing shade, but like it's a, it's a, they're, they shouldn't have really tried to make this movie. There's no, there's no reason to make this movie. There's other stories to tell. Yeah. Um, but I also understand why you made this movie and Beauty and the Beast made a billion dollars. So it makes sense. It makes business sense. It's like, it's like I'm kind of annoyed, but I can't, kind of can't hold it against them either. It's, yeah. It's, it's just a, it, it's it it sucks because it validates the sort of the cynical people who look at Disney and be like, you guys are just doing all this for the money. And it's like, and I always want to say, well, yeah, of course they are, but yeah. hopefully also they're making they want to make good movies. And in this case, I'm like, I feel like one of those cynical people who are mm. like, you're just doing it for the money. Sure. Like, but yeah, you you do want to make good movies, but this movie couldn't work. It just couldn't, not in like a real way, not in a substantial, not in the way a movie is supposed to work, yeah. which is supposed to sweep you away emotionally. I mean, and but it, it couldn't but, do it. But it's also, you could have said that about Jungle Book before it was made. Well, I, and then it was made and then it was like, holy crap, he did it. Yeah. Let's have him do it again. Yeah. No. And, and, and that, and I get that. I get that. I just, I just, yeah. I don't know what I wish because yeah. it's, it's not like, it's not like I, I wish that, you know, I wish they hadn't made this. Well, kind of, but it's inevitable. Yeah. Of course they were going to. Yeah. What I, what I wish is that they would make the live action Lion King with human actors. That's what I yeah. wish. That's what I, I wish that they would do that. That's, that's the movie that I want to see next. I mean, that is a, that is a, a PG 13 movie, which Disney chooses very, they choose their PG 13 movies very particularly. Yes. They are not going so, to make that movie. They're no, not going to make it. Which is and a bummer. It is a bummer. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It, I was going to say maybe someone. Nope. No, it's, it belongs to Disney. <laughs> no one else is going to make it either. Uh, so, and I'm sure there's going to be people listening right now that are yelling into their devices saying they will and have made a movie. It's called Hamlet, <laughs> uh, which guys, I, I understand. That's true. I, I true. acknowledge that. So but... somebody needs to make a Hamlet in Africa. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's, I, that's my that's mic it. drop moment. Okay. Gosh, dang it. And cast a lot of these people again because yeah. <laughs> I want to see them anyway. Although I fear if you put the the individuals of Donald Glover next to Beyonce, there might be some some. Well, sure. Yeah, I you, mean, you might need. He's a little younger, a little less impressive. 
What are we, what are no, we no, about? I'm saying that that his acting chops are are more significant. He might outshine oh, her in that it, way. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Although Beyonce, I think, is a certified genius. Uh, I think that if like given just a little bit of time, she could probably, you know, get an Oscar. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's fair. I, I I don't I don't put I don't put anything past that woman. She's like a magician. I I don't know how she she's just she works so hard and she's so freaking talented. Anyway, anyway. Uh, I feel like I feel like the only reason Beyonce hasn't like impressed anybody in the movies is because she just hasn't like tried to. <laughs> she like hasn't like sure. gone to try to be an actress and like get an Oscar. But if yeah. like but if she like it's like Sauron's eye, right? Like whatever Sauron wants, he's gonna get. So it's like Beyonce's attention hasn't been on the movie industry, but maybe that'll change. And it'll that slow sweep of her gaze will just like kind of and then all of all of like. The Academy will just be like, ah, I guess we have to give her all the awards now. <laughs> uh, that would actually be really cool to see. I would no, be very no, happy I'd, if I'd, that happens. I'd be buying tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Um, so uh, so what's coming next? Mulan. Mulan. And I, okay, despite. That sounded like our next episode is going to be Mulan. No, it's not. No, now, what's next, coming next, next from, from Disney in, this, in from this, this realm? From this Disney effort of remaking yeah. all their beloved properties. Um uh, despite the growing number of disappointments from this remake strategy, I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited about Mulan. I you were excited about Lion King too. I was, but it's a different thing. I, I think was it is a different about thing. Aladdin. I think it's a different thing. I think it's a different thing. I don't know. It could I'm be pretty, terrible. I'm pretty attached to Mulan. I'm, I'm now nervous. I wasn't. I was the really preview excited, looks really good. It does look. Really it looks good. really, really, really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Which the line and it also here. looks it yeah. doesn't look super faithful to the original movie either. It looks like it's doing a, a different thing. A I different, hope so. A different I, thing. I hope we get another another Jungle Book, but in Mulan. Yeah, we'll see. We will. We will see. In very fact, see. Well, in the uh, what what's next is in what's next for us, Jordan. Well, on Monday we're going to be taking a look at some of the films. Of Quentin Tarantino. Indeed, in anticipation uh, for Friday's episode of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Indeed. Um, it's about time we covered Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it seems, uh, I yeah, I have a theory why we didn't, but I'm going to hold that until that episode. All right. All I right. look forward to hearing your theory. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, if you guys didn't, if you force, if you somehow are listening to this and skipped the entire beginning, which sometimes I do. <laughs> uh, you need to you need to know that on Himalaya we're doing the nerd critic to the max. <laughs> yes, nerd critic to the max. Um, uh, so and so you should go check out Himalaya. You'll see you'll see it on there. There's an explanation of the the premium benefits and all the things that you can get. That's right. Uh, Himalaya. We're really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Slash nerd critic. We really want you to give us some money every month. So please do that. Yeah. That's our plug. A few bucks. That's it. Yeah. A few bucks, a couple then, bucks, whatever you want to say. And then uh, if you're not on our weekly newsletter, get on it. Get on it. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's it. So thanks, Michael Bonmiller, for the music that helps us know that that's it. And we're all done. And everyone, please remember to love movies like a nerd and respect them like a critic. And cut. Cut.